to bring the message this morning. Who's ready? Yeah. So we have been talking about um, looking past the Christmas lights and just taking a, a very fresh look at, at just what, how Jesus came to earth and, and what it meant to, to, for him to be born as our Savior. But I thought I would be remiss if I didn't tell you my own Christmas light story as we get started. So I've asked my son and son-in-law to help me here. So there's my son Dave. If you don't know Dave, everybody can say hi, Dave. So have you ever seen Christmas lights like this hanging? Maybe not, because when we built our house in 1997, these were the rage. They were brand new. Meg bought them for, to go over the garage, to go over the porch, and even on the second story, I would get out on the, on the porch roof and hang these things up. Well, that was great for 97, 98, 99. And like, how long do Christmas lights last? They don't last forever. But we've had these things for 20, over 20 years. So now, Dave, would you, would you plug in the Christmas lights? I just wanted to show you a little bit of what I would go through every year. No, Dave, I said plug in the Christmas lights. Dad, they are plugged in. All right, wait a minute. Shake them. Shake them. Nope. Oh, shoot. None of them are working. And this is what we would go through every year. I would start, and like sometimes one strand might work. Sometimes none would work. So then, Dave, what would we do? Well, sometimes hitting them would actually work. That yeah, would turn them yeah, jiggling on. them sometimes would work. Not today, no. Nope. Um, but so. when, they wouldn't, when they wouldn't work, we would lay them down in our living room and take out every single bulb and test every single bulb. And if they didn't work, we'd replace every single bulb. So, Dave, how many bulbs do you think we've replaced over the years? Over the years, thousands. Thousands of bulbs. Literally, thousands of bulbs. This, this is what love looks like. But I have to be honest, a lot of times I'm not very good at loving. I'm like, these are demon lights. I hate these lights. Why do we have to do these now? All right, thank you very much, Dave. Give a, give, give a big hand for Dave. So we're talking this morning about Jesus coming with praise. Now, what do you think this is? It's a brand new box of lights that are 20 years old. So like I've looked for lights in the past. And I've never been able to find them, but last year out of desperation, I went on eBay after Christmas, and I found this seller on eBay that had swag lights. Like, I've been looking for these for over 10 years. I found them. And you know what? What was great this year was plug them in, and they all work. Glory be to God. On the... <laughs> so that's my Christmas light story. Um, we're going to come back to that. So we're, we're talking this morning that Jesus came with praise. And we find a story about Jesus in Luke 2 that I'm going to just take a moment to read. And and, and we'll just see, how did Jesus come to earth and what was the praise? What what was happening as that happened? Um, So this is Luke 2, starting in verse 8 to 20. We're going to read together. So it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped, in, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, I I thank you for your word today. God, I, I thank you for this story that happened so long ago, Lord, but it's so real. We still celebrate it. And, and God, we, we just give you praise and we give you glory, Father, for, for how Jesus came to the earth as a little helpless baby. And Lord, that was, he was the Savior. He was the, he was the one that had been prophesied for centuries. And, and so much so that, that there were people looking for his arrival, Lord, and, and he came as such a little innocent baby, Lord, to save the world from, from our sin. So we thank you for that, Lord. We give you praise this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to just talk about this story in a fresh way and, and just try to put ourselves in it. How would you react if an angel appeared to you? Right? I've, I've never, anybody ever had an angel appear to them? Not, not, not been something I've ever experienced before, but you know, I, I've been out sitting around a campfire at times in my life, or, or maybe you've got a fire pit in your backyard, right? And isn't it nice to sit outside, you know, maybe in the summertime, maybe as it gets colder, and you're, you're kind of around that campfire, but what happened if, boom, like this, this angel appears to you in this bright light? Now, I don't know how you take surprises, but you ever watch a movie and get surprised by something, right? You know, so, so it says here that suddenly an angel appeared suddenly. You know, and, and I think of um, times where we're all watching a movie as a family. And, and my family loves watching movies with me because I'm into it. Like, Megan's like, it's just a movie. Why are you getting all... And I'm like, ah, what's going to happen? But like, you know the Lord of the Rings movie where the spider kind of drops down and scares them all at that time? Like, I, I know it's coming, but I don't know it's coming. And, and every time it happens, I'm like, ah, what just happened? Like, it's the suddenlies. I'm not good with suddenly. I, I don't like suddenly. But, but suddenly this angel appears. And now why do angels always, what's the first line they always say when they appear? Don't be afraid or fear not. You know why? Because you're like, you're terrified that this angel has just come down. And, and these are the shepherds. I, I don't even know if I would listen to anything else that they were saying, right? But, but it's kind of funny how the world is today. When, when things are happening uh, you know, whether good or bad, like our world somehow just seems to, to like always pull out their cell phone and start to videotape this craziness that's going on. Like, you know, it didn't used to be this way, but, but so often on Facebook or on the news, like you see a video of, of the crash happening as it's happening, you know, and it's like, you should just get a still of it. Now you get a video of the whole thing, you know, and I'm just not one of those people. I don't know. Do, do you guys like to always have your cell phone ready to videotape action news as it's happening, right? But I wonder what would happen if the angels had a cell phone and, and they could have taped what was going on. Like, would that have brought us into this season? So I want to just show you, show you a quick video for a minute.
Okay, we lost power. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so this was taken a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you recognize the voice, but it was none other than John Wallace. Give it up for John, right? Um, now, I mean, if I'm watching a Transformer blow, I don't know that the first thing that's going to happen, you know, the first thought that's going to cross my mind is to take out my, my phone, right, and start to videotape this. But, but, like, what happened when John took the video is he couldn't help but share it. Right? And, and, and when I got the video, you know what I did? The first thing I did was, hey, Dave, look at this cool video. Like, I couldn't help but share it. And, and the thing is, when this happened to the angels, they couldn't help but share it. Like, it was just captivating for them. Now, I mean, as cool as that is to see a, a transformer, that that's, doesn't hold anything to an angel appearing to you, you know? And, and then seeing all the armies of heaven, like, how much greater is that? But, but these shepherds, as they saw that, unfortunately, they didn't have a camcorder or, or a phone to take a video of it. But it impacted them. It was so moving for them. So what did they do next? They went to Bethlehem. Right now, now these, these shepherds, what were they doing in, in the field? Were they around a campfire? Maybe. But that wasn't why they were out there. They weren't just camping. They were watching what? They were watching sheep. And they leave their sheep, and they go to Bethlehem to investigate, right? Who's watching the sheep? I don't think anybody was watching the sheep because they're like, all right, this doesn't happen every day, you know? <laughs> Where, I mean, if, if we can see the armies of heaven praising God, I think God is able to take care of our sheep. We're going to go to Bethlehem and figure out what, what is going on. So the angels, they go to Bethlehem. And as they see this unfold and, and, and see the Christ child, and, and all that's there, it says that they left Bethlehem and they couldn't stop talking about it. They went, I, I don't know if they went through the town, like it's probably late at night now, right? They were out in the nighttime. I think it's still nighttime. How late could it be? Were they shouting as they're walking through the streets? Were they knocking on doors like, hey, Jesus is come, the Messiah is here. I don't know what they were saying, but it says they were saying it to everyone and everyone that heard was what? They were astonished. Right? There's something moving when, when you experience the Christ child coming. As the shepherds experienced him that, that day, there's something that moves you. It's, it's, it's personal. They couldn't stop talking about it. So I want to ask this morning one question. Is Jesus coming to earth personal for you? Right? And, and what do I mean when I say personal? So, all right, I shared that story about my Christmas lights and, and then me finding the new lights and I have to be honest, I thought you guys would be a little more excited than you were. You know, like nobody was like, woohoo, Greg found lights! You just, you, you weren't into it as much as, maybe it's early, you know, second service usually is a little quieter than first, but I was hoping to get a bigger rise from you. All right, now, now maybe there, thank you for that woo, all right, there you go. Maybe the reason why you didn't get as excited is it's not that personal for you. Right? You weren't the one that was year after year picking out lights. Now, Dave, Dave was excited that I found these lights, right? Because it's personal for him. It was personal for the shepherds when Jesus came. They, they understood what it meant for the Messiah. They saw the angel. They saw the armies of heaven glorifying God as Jesus came with praise. It was personal. And, and what happens when something's personal? You can't stop talking about it. So what's this Christmas like? Is this Christmas personal for you and I? So, so, you know, a lot of things have happened in this year. 
And, and, and we, we would be remiss if we didn't say our hearts go out to everyone that's been affected by this pandemic in so many different ways. Lost jobs, right? Uh, health that, that's been lost. People have died, right? We know people in this congregation, their loved ones have passed away. Our hearts go out. It's tragic. But none of that changes the fact that Jesus is still on the throne. None of it changes the fact that Jesus is sovereign, that, that he came as a babe 2,000 years ago. And the question I'm asking is, is it personal for you? Because the truth of the matter is this. Jesus came with hope. He came with peace. He came with love. He came with joy. And that's what he comes to us with this Christmas season. That, that, that while we've seen tragedy happen, right, this earth is going to pass away one day. We're, we're not here for living on this earth. We're living for eternity, right? That's why God created us, that we would come to know him and that we would be with him in eternity in heaven. So the question, is Jesus personal for you? Because, you know, I, I would say this. It's not my faith that prevents me from going through tough times, right? Faith will not prevent you from getting COVID. Faith will not prevent you, perhaps, from, from having a difficult situation or losing your job or, or whatever, but it's faith that takes you through that, right? And, and recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah, that he's the Savior, if it's not personal to you, you know what? It's kind of like I could take it or leave it. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, everybody's always so happy at Christmas. I don't get it. And, and maybe you're, you're one of those people here. Maybe you're online and like, yeah, this Christmas, it's just not the same. I'm, I'm not really happy. I'm depressed. I'm lonely. I'm sad. A lot of us go through Christmas that way. And I would submit to you that To walk through Christmas that way is not to have it be personal. But here's how it becomes personal. When you invite Jesus into your heart and and you give him all praise. right? So this is what praising. Jesus came with praise and this is what he expects of us. He gave his life for us and now we praise him by giving our lives to him. And by saying, God, I'm, I'm just going to take all the junk that I have. I'm going to take my anxiety. I'm going to take my stress. I'm going to take my worry, my fear. You know, all the, the thoughts I have about the future that are uncertain, God, I'm just going to place them at your feet. Because you know what? You can't receive something when your hands are full. you got to let it go. And, and we let it go. We put it at the foot of the cross and we say, God, I'm, I'm offering up my life. It's really not full of much but junk right now. But God, I'm going to give you my junk and I'm going to receive the life that you have for me. I'm going to receive the joy. I'm going to receive the peace and the hope. And that's what Jesus, that's what remembering Jesus does for us, right? And this Christmas season, is he personal? Because when when he came to earth and, and we know that he is not just the savior of the world and the Messiah for everybody else. No, he's my savior. He's my Messiah. He came to save me from my sin. And he came to save you from your sin. So would you stand with me today? And I just want to pray. And I want to give you an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus today and you're perhaps going through this Christmas season, and it's tough. I'm not taking anything away from this Christmas season. It's been a hard year. But faith doesn't prevent us from from going through tough things. Faith carries us through. Do you have faith in Jesus today to say, He is my hope. I'm, I'm looking heavenward. Because I want to offer you that opportunity. If you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, this is the time to make him personal. This is the time to invite him into your life 
and to say, Jesus, I'm going to surrender all that I have. I'm going to give it to you, Lord. I want to live for you now. Would you help me live for you? So if, if that represents you, Christmas is not a joyful time. Christmas is a sad time. Would you make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior today? Would, would, would you make Jesus personal to you? So I'm going to invite you to pray with me. If, and, and you know what? If, if you have prayed this prayer before and you'd be like, Greg, I tried that. I prayed the prayer. And I'm still sad. You know what? Let's pray it again. Because sometimes we lose sight of heaven and we kind of need to put our eyes back on heaven and, and rededicate our lives to the Lord. And let this Sunday be a time where you can rededicate your life to the Lord. So let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we need you. I give my life to you, Lord. I surrender my anxiety. I surrender my fear. I surrender my doubt. Lord, I, I surrender my life to you and that all of my sin, Lord, I'm not worthy of you. But Jesus, you came and lived a perfect life and died on the cross to save me from my sin. You're my Savior. So today, I invite you into my heart. I empty my hands of all the junk so that I can receive your gift of grace, your gift of love, of hope, of peace, of joy. I ask, Lord, that you live through me. Help me to glorify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer today, I believe, as the Word of God says, that you got saved. John 3.16 says that you were born again. Not, not born like the first time in your mother's womb, but born of your spirit. Your spirit became alive to God. And, and it's not just enough to be born. We know that if, if a baby's born and we leave it alone, what's going to happen? That baby's going to die. It needs nurturing. It needs caring. And, and we want to be here as a church to come alongside you and to nurture you and to care for you as you tr- start to grow in your faith. So if you would email me at greg at shilohcommunion.church, I have a book I want to give you. It's called Living in Christ. It, it kind of helps you go from that, all right, I just started, I'm, I'm a baby now, and then how do I grow as a believer in Jesus Christ? So if you would come see me afterwards, or, or if you're online, email me, I will mail you this book. But I would like to wish you all the best Christmas ever. I know, it's, I know it's looking different already, right? It's looking different just because of who is here and how wide apart the seats are, right? Someday soon, saying someday soon, we're going to see this place fill again, and, and I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, you all have a blessed Christmas, and uh, we love you all, and thank you so much for being here. So, so God bless. Have a great day. See you.